Melbourne musician Mark Hughes as I share the making of my new album under my project name Sans Mantra. Follow Sans Mantra Studio for insights into the world of songwriting, sessions, gigs and more. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Sans Mantra Studio, episode 14 in fact. It's great to be back here again another week. Thank you for listening, thank you for streaming, for clicking on this and checking it out. This week I've got the blues, but in a good way. If you were listening last week you would have heard me plug my new side project, the blues band, Tuco's Grill. And this week I'm going to talk some more about that gig coming up very soon on Sunday the 6th of March but also the blues in general. As much as I love writing pop songs and rock songs and funk-influenced songs and what else have I got in my bio? I think classic singer-songwriter-influenced jams as well. Uh, I love all that stuff, but I also love playing blues and blues-influenced sort of material as well. And I've been dabbling in this style of music, I guess, as long as I've been playing music, really. Regarding the blues, John Lennon once said, the blues is a chair, not a design for a chair or a better chair. It is the first chair. It is a chair for sitting on, not for looking at. You sit on that music. And I think that really sums up how I feel about the blues in terms of not being a pure blues artist, but it does tend to infuse a lot of music that I make and certainly that I love to listen to. So this week I thought it might be nice to share some demos and some live recordings of blues outfits that I've been in in the past. I guess one thing I really like about the blues is the freedom of expression it gives you as an instrumentalist and as a lead guitarist, obviously it's a perfect vehicle for soloing and expressing yourself that way and that's something that I like to do even at my solo gigs. I'll loop something at the start of the gig and play a little bit of instrumental music you know while people are just still sort of getting used to the idea that I'm there. I like to sort of ease myself into a gig but it was funny this last week I played a gig out west let's say and it started off with a bunch of people sitting around a table having dinner and it was a long gig I was playing four sets which you know even if you've got the songs up your sleeve to play four sets, you want to pace yourself. So I thought, they're eating dinner. I'm just going to do a bit of noodling, sort of like this recording that I made. This isn't from that actual gig, but this is me from, um, I think, the same weekend at a different gig. Private function, I think it was. And so I was playing this sort of stuff, and um, I probably maybe milked it too long. Even though they were eating dinner, um, it turned out that they did actually want to hear some rock and roll and they wanted to get their dancing shoes on but I was playing this stuff this instrumental stuff and you know I put a lot of time and effort into my playing 
I take a lot of pride in, in being able to play, so it's something that I'm constantly working on. And this night, you know, at this gig at the start where I'm padding it out and I'm playing this instrumental stuff, I, I actually came up with this chord progression on the spot and I was soloing over this particular chord progression and I was sort of having one of those moments you're thinking, oh, I'm doing really well here, you know, this is sounding really good, you know, I've, I've improved. All this work I'm putting in, it's, it's paying off. And there was this old guy sitting at the table with long, white, curly hair sticking out the back of his head. He's, he looked a little bit like the doc out of Back to the Future. And I did see him tap his foot when I was playing and I thought, oh, he must be enjoying it, you know. I'm doing this instrumental stuff and it's going well, I'm feeling good. And he walked up to me with his, with his black mask on. He had all black on. I guess even for an older dude, he, he, he dressed pretty snappily, I have to say. Um, and he's walking up towards me and I thought, cool, he's about to come up and tell me how much he's enjoying it or there's going to be some positive sort of statement here and he walks up to me and I it's in between songs and he leans over and he goes I hope you're going to play some rock and roll soon I don't like jazz okay right. yeah yeah uh-huh. okay okay All right. yeah yeah All right. okay 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 right. yeah yeah On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate this episode so far? Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, I have played in quite a few different blues outfits and I'm going to play you a live recording of an instrumental that I played with one of those bands back in circa mid-90s. Now, to set the scene, this was in Smith Street in Collingwood, which at that time was quite a vibrant sort of live scene and right in the middle of Smith Street there was a club called simply The Club which had well-known bands as well as I think later on in its lifetime this venue it had more and more jazz slash funk slash blues slash blues rock bands playing there and my band at the time played the midnight slot which was pretty exciting and certainly not something that i could do now but we would start at midnight and we'd go through till sometimes 3 a.m i think i've really lost track of how long we'd play but we'd be up all night anyway and the name of this particular band that i had with my good friend paul richards actually who's playing in Tuco's Grill with me in a couple of weeks. Did I mention that we're playing in a couple of weeks? Sunday the 6th of March, Club Altona, put it in your diary. Anyway, this particular band with Paul on drums was called Sexy Palm Readers. And this is an instrumental track that we did. I think when I looked this up on my hard drive, um, I had to transfer it from a four-track cassette, actually. I did that years ago. But when I looked it up, it simply said E-sharp 9 shuffle. So any musicians listening would know that an E-sharp 9 chord sounds like this. It's the famous Hendrix chord. It's, it's actually originally a jazz chord, but Hendrix brought it to the masses with his music.
So that was the Sexy Palm Readers from, I just looked it up actually, it was from April 1996 at the club, the now defunct club called The Club in Smith Street, Collingwood. And that was with myself on guitar, Paul Richards on drums, Matt Murphy on Fender Rhodes and Simon Starr on bass. And that was an extremely long instrumental that we did in E, which I think we kicked off the first set we had at that particular gig. And it was the sort of gig where you could get away with long sort of jammy instrumentals like that to some extent. That's quite an edited down version of what was, I think, about 10 minutes maybe in the end. I played every single lick I knew, (laughs) put it that way. So this next track is a demo that I put together in my studio a few years ago of The Joker by the Steve Miller Band. And this is my, I guess you'd call it reimagined arrangement of this song. So I've changed the chords and the groove a little bit. And like I said, this is just a demo, so it's a drum machine I think I don't I don't think I even played bass on this. I just played guitar and then I pitch shifted it down so it sounded like a bass guitar and I put some keyboards on there as well and things like that. But this is one of the arrangements that we'll be playing at our gig coming up in a couple of weeks at Club Altona. So hope you enjoy this. <laughs>
So that was my demo arrangement of The Joker by the Steve Miller Band. And I guess not particularly bluesy at all, really. Kind of more jazzy chords that I've put in there and really kind of a funk sort of groove or something like that. But that's the sort of stuff, that's the mix of things that we'll be doing in Tuco's Grill. Mostly sort of blues at its heart, but branching off from there. And that's a little bit like this week's highly recommended playlist, which is rooted in the blues very loosely, but does encompass a few other things that are not strictly blues, but are quote unquote bluesy. So let's get to it. One of the great things about making these highly recommended playlists, which are on Spotify, by the way, if this is your first time here, and I do list every track in the text of the description of this episode, wherever you're listening, if it's on YouTube, it'll be down in the text box, the description box, or um, if you're on Podbean, um, or if you're on Spotify, wherever, there'll be a list and a link. So check it out. But like I was saying, one of the great things about compiling these playlists for these episodes every week is that I get to make a really cool playlist of stuff that I really like. And this week is no exception. And instead of going through every single track and talking about it, I thought I'd just list who's on it and then talk about a few in particular. So we've got T-Bone Walker, Kenny Burrell, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Buddy Guy, Eric Clapton, John Lee Hooker, Santana, Albert King, Janis Joplin and the Big Brother and the Holding Company, Freddie King, Jimi Hendrix, Robert Cray, The Beatles, Vince Jones, B.B. King and Pink Floyd. So the one I want to talk about first and probably the most important I think is still Jimi Hendrix even though he strictly wasn't a blues purist his music was steeped in the blues and he famously said the blues is easy to play but hard to feel and I think that sums it up really because there are a lot of blues guitarists who can play the notes but there's not necessarily the feeling behind it the track I've got by Jimi Hendrix on the playlist is his own song Red House and it's a live version from Sam Diego in, well, it's May 25, 1969. This is from a compilation called Hendrix in the West. And this version of Red House is epic. It really is epic. He takes the song and pushes the form of the blues beyond what you could imagine could be done with it. He turns it into a double time rhythm at one point. It becomes almost heavy metal in spots. And it really is an epic journey. And I, if you, even if you only listen to one track from this playlist, I'd listen to that one because it's just fantastic. And of course, Jimi Hendrix was so famous because he was just sensational and spectacular and he just burst onto the scene and blew everyone away, almost literally. All these English guitarists at the time who were part of the English blues revival in the 60s, like Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck, John Mayles Blues Breaker Band, they were all just blown away by Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton in particular was instantly just a huge fan and in awe of his playing and the band that Eric Clapton belonged to in the 60s Cream with Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce were similarly impressed with Jimi Hendrix so much so that they wrote a song dedicated to Jimi Hendrix 
namely Sunshine of Your Love. And Hendrix actually went on to play his own cover of their song, which was a tribute to him in the first place, and he played it on live TV, I think. And if you haven't heard that, you should check that out as well. So it started to become a bit like A Room Full of Mirrors, another Hendrix track. Anyway, I want to share another demo with you. This is one I did about five years ago, and this is another new reworked arrangement of one of these old standards, in this case, Sunshine of Your Love. And again, this is another demo that I made by myself with a drum machine, with my Fender Rhodes electric piano and guitars and whatnot. And this was sort of meant to be like a, I don't know, like a jazz funk version. The band that I was in at the time when I made this, when I presented it to them, um, I don't... I think it was too much of a departure for some members. But I hope you enjoy it anyway for what it's worth. This is meant to be like a, I don't know, neo-soul type jazz funk version of Sunshine of Your Love.
So I hope you enjoyed that. Maybe one day you might hear Tuco's Grill playing that. Who knows? Anyway, that's about it for this week. I did want to say a lot more about this week's highly recommended playlist. Maybe I might dip into it again next week and just chat about some of the artists and how they've influenced me and influenced each other, basically. Don't forget, if you're in Melbourne, I've got a gig coming up with my side project, Tuco's Grill, on Sunday the 6th of March at Club Altona. We're playing marinated blues, grilled funk and spicy swing. Well, that's according to our Facebook page anyway. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm playing with Lyndon Wesley, Ashley Smith and Paul Richards. Come down if you can. It's going to be a great afternoon. As always, I want to thank the following people in alphabetical order for their support. Thank you, Anthony Ray, Beck Godfrey, Campbell McNaughton, Jill Harvey, Gordon Thompson, Jody McNaughton, Justin Slay, Logan Sinclair, Lyndon Wesley, Neva Connell, Nicola Platt, Paul Appleman, Paul Richards, Pete Sim, Salman Khan, Sharon Swan, Sylvia Bucks, Warren McCall-Jones, Barbara Renz, Paul Hughes, Natalie Guglielmi, Graham Hughes, Gloria Kennedy, and especially to my ever-loving family, Helen Hughes and Bailey Hughes. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Have a great week. And of course, as always, don't forget to... Like, share, subscribe. Why don't you just like, share,